0: I went to Arizona State! I'm a Sun Devil, man! State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bireldis. An Arizona
1: sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Mitch Bireldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. See, what happened was... ASU is not going to play in a bowl game this season. First of all, heartbreaking for the kids. Really wanted these seniors to be able to go out on a high note and possibly make a bowl game. But unfortunately, not going to happen this year. Initial thoughts from you guys on just the bowl ban in general, guys? I know somebody wants the floor on this one, so I'll defer.
2: Yeah, uh, this is an absolutely awful decision. Uh, for ASU to self-impose a postseason ban uh, this year. Here's why it's bad. Because Tennessee, University of Tennessee football program, and I know that ASU, I guess, doesn't have the same reputation that Tennessee does and probably would not get off as much as Tennessee did from a consequence here. However... NCAA, as Pat Forty in Sports Illustrated, really good column about this, pointed out, um, NCAA has been moving away from these uh, bowl bands. So basically, what Tennessee got was a fine and like some loss of scholarships for some really bad allegations that they had against their program. Probably much worse than what ASU had. So. I don't understand why you're taking away from your own school a postseason appearance when that's probably not what the NCAA is going to do anyway. So it's just an unnecessary consequence for players that had no involvement in this. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand it. I feel bad for these kids. I feel bad for Kenny Dillingham. And, you know, ASU's just got to get a grip on stuff going forward because this is just not this is not cool uh it honestly i'm not as excited for the season as i was yeah these games will be fun to watch but what's the what's the goal for the season what's the purpose why are they playing these games now explain to me that well so i
3: think we're all in agreement on one underlying theme and that is the kids are getting punished the most out of this yep And to your point about the NCAA moving away from these postseason and these bowl game bans, the whole purpose of moving away from them is so that they don't punish students and student athletes and even coaching staffs, for that matter, that had nothing to do with the infractions that have been noticed by the committee of infractions. Like, it makes absolutely zero sense. The worst part about it is the timing. You're supposed to be excited about this new age of ASU football. And literally 4 days. 4 days before the start of the season. Let's just let's just rip the rug out from underneath you guys before you even get a chance to show how
1: good you could possibly be. Here's, it's infuriating. Here's Kenny Dillingham on just how he reacted to the news to the bowl ban.
0: I knew today would be I mean, they receive horrible news on a Tuesday practice in the morning before uh, we meet for special teams. So to think that 18- and 22-year-olds are going to go out and have a good Tuesday practice is absolutely delusional. But I think the guys battled. The guys did the best they could do.
3: Was
2: it emotional telling
0: them that? Oh, yeah. You have a whole bunch of seniors who uh, compete, and they can't compete there anymore. Can, can any you way? This can was a out? possibility? Uh, I was informed this morning at 6.30 a.m. Sure, How did you find out? Uh, I met with uh, Ray Anderson and uh, Gene Boyd. Him saying that he found out this
1: morning. I don't. I don't like that. I, d- I don't know how long this was in the works, but you would hope that Kenny Dillingham would be involved in this. Uh, you know, making the decision to ban ASU from a bowl game
3: thought process. I think the word more so is awareness rather than involvement. Just the fact that he is aware that something is developing or something could happen. I think what he meant by when he found out this morning, I think he just found out that it was happening rather than, oh, I didn't know that something like this was possible. I mean, look, he knew like something, something like this was possible. There is a clause in his contract that specifically gives him another year of eligibility as coach if something like this were to happen, and now we expect that to all take effect. So I don't think it's about, oh, he had no idea this was coming. He was completely blindsided whatsoever. I think it's just a matter
2: of he had no idea it was coming yesterday when it actually came down. Here's why I think they waited until four days before the season starts to put this um, news out there or or uh, do this postseason ban is because – I mean, these kids, I guess, could still transfer if they wanted to and be eligible because of this, but they're not – That like, how do you go in, you learn a new system like week one and start? So basically what they did is, you know, keep these kids here so that they don't leave. That's why they waited for this. They could have announced this in April instead of, you know, announcing this – now and then you know you could have again looked out for the kids yeah your season would have been bad but you could have looked out for the kids and done this postseason ban and again yeah your season would have been awful but these kids would have gotten to go somewhere else these kids that you supposedly care about uh would have gotten to go somewhere else And have a chance to win because, again, they did nothing wrong here. Even if some of these kids were some of the kids that uh, allegedly met with Herm on campus or any of these other assistants – that 's not their fault that 's on the coaching staff for not knowing the rules and not following the rules if they did know the rules um, and it 's not on these kids for showing up to college they 're just trying to get their you know their opportunity and their shot and yeah, I guess they should know that there 's a recruiting pause but should they? Sh- or should that be the coaches? No, I think it should be the coaches should, that, that should know that.
3: This shouldn't be a situation of like, oh, the student understands the risk when they attend the university. Because in reality, do do we all agree that maybe this sh- particular sanction should have happened maybe a year prior? Yeah. Or yeah, even... it
1: probably should have happened last year. Because that,
2: that season was going to be bad. Like, we knew that season was going to be bad. It was bad. And you still had the... The figurehead, yes. head coach
3: Herm Edwards, was still there. Like Antonio Pierce, he already left. Uh, Adam Brenneman, he already left. Like, yeah, there big, was. Big TikToker there now, was, by the way. There's plenty of opportunity to punish those who deserve to be punished in the now. And instead, you're punishing this new group four days before the season and one year before you enter a brand new
2: conference that may be a lot more difficult to get out of than this one. I've got to say, you know, I, I have to think that. Ray's uh, friendship with Herm Edwards had to lead into the fact that they didn't 100 um, do do this ban last year because you know he didn't want to punish his buddy. Now it, it's not his buddy at head coach, and so now they're going to hand it to
1: Kenny Dillingham
2: to have to deal with.
1: Ridiculous. There's just so many thoughts that I have. the The problem now is. You did not want the players to leave, right? You, you didn't want to tell them. You didn't want to do it sooner because you didn't want these kids to leave. Some schools have already played. You got universities that are starting instruction but, today. Like, it's it's way too late. But, ASU started instruction, like, two weeks ago. But here's here's the problem. You make it so that this shows that possibly the athletic department does not care about their kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, and and why would kids want to come to this school? I, I I don't know. If if you're going to, I I would think that this was a conversation for months. So you're going to keep this from your team for months and not tell the kids. What is that going to show a potential recruit? You're trying to activate the valley. This only makes Kenny Dillingham's job. A whole lot harder. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to say this right now, but if
2: I'm kind of giving Kenny Dillingham a free pass from here on out, if he does not activate the valley, um, that's not his fault. That is not his fault. No, hundred percent not his fault. I'll give him. He a is pass. trying his best. He is just not. You know. um, He's, he's dealing he's, with some external being forces he's yeah. being handcuffed himself sure. mm-hmm. like this you can, this can't help anything and also uh pat 40 in the same column he pointed out that you know asu might not have enough money to pay a fine and this is why they're doing it you know to show the ncaa hey, hey we're gonna guess do what? this biggest public university in north they've got to have some money somewhere <laughs> they've got to have some money they had enough money to renovate the football stadium they had enough like come on like you can pay a nine million dollar fine you you don't have nine million isn't that how much you're buying out the last two coaches for still still
3: yeah i'm i'm it it makes it even look worse or looks even worse knowing that they did the deferred payments for herm edwards as opposed to just straight up firing him
2: and calling it severance also Quick, quick thing. Does ASU just have no money in its athletic department? Is that why they're saying that DFA is a fine facility? Like, is, is...
3: I don't know. They just built
1: a new hockey arena. Yeah, they just built a new hockey arena that's super nice. Don, Don Mullet... Put a lot toward that okay
3: way. sure it was heavily funded but it still but exists they, they, they couldn't
2: find some some hoops boosters that would pay for a renovation on dfa it's not like you you need to gut the place no it's, you just need to like replace some seats and add some railings and a, get a new jumbotron it's not that hard
1: <laughs> anything else on this particular subject obviously we're upset but here's the here's the silver lining unfortunately there has to be a silver lining This will be done after a year. Sure. And we can move on from whatever this was. Well, we can't because the NCAA hasn't
2: come down yet with what they're going to come down with. And, yes, they're still going to come down with something. Even when U U of A and their men's basketball program did this postseason ban, they still came down with some punishments. It hasn't really hurt U of A. They've still been a great program and men's college hoops the past uh, few years. But – you know th- they're still going to come down with a punishment, and we still haven't seen that yet. So I don't think this really goes away after the season, unless they come out with a, you know, the punishments during the middle of the season, which I don't see happening because the NCAA is a sloth like uh, mover in making decisions. Yeah, if
3: anything, like it makes this year difficult, obviously, because now the motivation is kind of taken away from you before the year's even begun. So how is the team going to behave? I mean, we heard Kenny Dillingham say that practice went not that great on Sunday as a result of the news coming down. How's the first game going to go?
1: Here's what Kenny had to say about that in particular.
0: Be the very best we can be every day. I mean, what I just told the team is nobody cares about your circumstance. In reality, most people in life would rather see other people fail so they don't have to work hard and actually work hard enough to beat them. So everybody looks at this and like, oh, great. Arizona State's not going to be motivated anymore. That's a win. That's what the majority of the world thinks, because nobody wants to work hard to achieve success. They want to bring other people down lower than them, and they can do the exact same work ethic. So people are looking at us, and they're satisfied. They're singing for joy. They're excited because they think there's no way Arizona State football is going to be able to keep their mindset to compete. And that's the challenge is it's us versus us every day.
3: I just wonder, is there a way that particularly Ray Anderson, when this is all said and done, can save face? Because he is rightfully so taking a lot of heat right now and if this was just like the only thing that he was taking a lot of heat for let's say in the past month where some of us are trying to force him into West Virginia then maybe we'd feel a little bit differently but right now Ray Anderson is is, he's kind of digging his own career grave right now can he get himself out of it before it's too late I don't know it's not very promising for him either he was at practice yesterday did not
1: speak to the media Uh, gee i wonder why the the (laughs) players that were supposed to speak i believe is supposed to be the captains that spoke yesterday the players that were supposed to speak were given the option not to speak and decided to speak to the media yesterday yep good on them kudos to them um and i I, you know i can only imagine what they're going through right now
2: i got one more thing to say on this and I, i don't like to live in the past but i'm gonna say this herm edwards horrible hire uh, I was so for that because I'd watched him on TV and he did a good uh, he had a good stick on TV with his whole, um, you know, you nothing s- good happens after midnight and all this stuff. Uh, and I was blah, 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 like, this blah. guy's going to hold this team accountable and all this stuff. And you know what? He was a not so great NFL coach who ended up being a not so great uh, college coach i don't really enjoy watching him on espn these days um so yeah uh enough of the herm edwards era that was a, a an absolute disaster and i think um you know it, it set asu back it just did and it, it seemed like it was going well for a couple of it, years that's but what i
1: was going to bring up is that the first two years we thought it was a home run
2: there were whole there were holes in it from the whole time though i think and I think you could have seen that just with – I just, I was driving in, and um, I was listening to Bickley and Murata on the way in, and they had Jay Feely in the studio. And Jay Feely's son, Jace, was on ASU under Herm, mm-hmm. and he talked about how he would have players over to his house, and they said that, like, they don't really even know Herm or talk to Herm. And so, yeah. like, that – you just can't have that. Y- your head coach got to know everybody. You've got to remember everybody's name. You got to, you know, there's 90 players on the team, hundred players on the team. You've got to, you know, talk to each and every one of them, make them feel like, you know, they're at home. You're and, the reason that somebody's coming to your university. Exactly. You're the reason that somebody exactly. wants to come play for your football team. If you can't make that connection, you've already lost. And you've got to make sure that your assistant coaches are on the same page and following the rules. Because emphasis on following the rules—that's just <laughs> not what happened. Or, or you know what—I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. College sports, there's always rules being break broken. Just make sure that your assistant coaches aren't getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my my take here. Because, well, let's let's be real. Like we we wish that people didn't break rules, but it happens. So, life uh, advice by Her, Jesse Morrison. Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards, terrible hire. Uh, I don't want. Like, I just don't even want to think about that era anymore.
1: Well, so that happened. That was – let's tie the bow on this. Again, what I was trying to say before we continued on our rant was that we can finally start to move on from all this next year. We can really look forward to joining the Big 12. Yep. Unfortunately, the Pac-12 is going to cease to exist
2: yeah, this is the last season in the Pac-12. Sorry to interrupt you again, Jeremy, but this is so sad. The last season in the Pac-12, and there's no chance— You know no what chance. I like about
1: sitting in this chair? What? I can just mute you. Um, that's just so exciting for me. Um, Mitch, let's just move on to this uh, season preview that we've been trying to do. Include Jesse in it, too, yeah, to be no, fair. Yeah, his, his microphone's back on. I know. Hi <laughs> uh, <Hey> guys. <laughs> um, the, 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 the season. It's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to get to see some players that we hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. Like, we can put all this aside, and, you know, obviously, we're still going to be excited about this season. It's a new coach, new coaching staff, uh, new defense. The defense is going to be very good on the back end. We're still waiting to see what the pass rush is going to look like. Um just your overall season synopsis on what you think is going to happen, what the strengths will be, Mitch. Well,
3: heck, I thought I was going to be motivated by a team that has a young and energetic head coach and a bunch of coaches that are rooted here in Arizona. And that was really going to push these guys and maybe surprise a lot of people, not only in the conference, but nationally. And then the news of yesterday happened, but we'll still see. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say they're going to be world beaters. I expect them and anticipate them to play very, very hard week in and week out. I expect them to set a very good tone this Thursday against Southern Utah that really ignites the entire team and sends a message to the rest of the conference of, hey, you might think that they're lowly on the scale or in the conference standings, but they'll at least make you work for it. They're not going to just let you run all over them like the previous ASU football teams of old They're going to really give it to teams this year, offensively and defensively.
2: And I think it starts with Jaden Rashada being under center. Here's what I want them to do. I want them to come out there and, you know, not really show the rest of the conference. I want them to show their own school that hey, you made a bad decision with this bull band, that we're a really good Ooh. team. We're gonna surprise some people and we're gonna come out here, we're gonna go ten and two, nine and three. I mean, that's pro- I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think they're gonna come out and be a ten and two team. I think they're gonna hover around four to eight wins, somewhere in, in between that four to four to six probably is is more where I'm gonna gonna go with. Um but yeah, I think that um you know, I just want to see them come out and just just show effort and that they care and that they want to um, win games and that, cause you know. They're still trying to get somewhere. They're trying to get to the league. They're trying to keep their starting spot, whatever. I want to see these guys individually motivated. I know we talk so much about team, but, you know, it's going to be hard to be that motivated by team. So I just want to see everybody, you know, still get along, but be motivated by, you know, some external factors like, hey, I want to get to the league. So I'm going to show out here. And, you know, I th- I still think it could be a really fun season because, you know, we're going to be watching a new head coach, uh, new young head coach, and then we're going to be watching a new freshman quarterback. And the one upside of this bowl ban is that you don't really need to go to Trenton or Pine ever hmm. if anybody gets, uh, if any, unless anybody gets hurt, because I think that they're going to be, you, you know, you just let Jaden do do what Jaden does and see how he progresses. Let him develop. Let, let him, him develop. Grow. Let him grow. Because yeah. again, no, these games—I right. hate to break it to everybody—don't really matter. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. By the university's own ruling. By
1: the university's <laughs> own ruling. Um. They wiped away their football season. The I I think let's just get to the strengths of this this team real quick. Okay. Obviously, it's going to be the secondary. You got Clark, and you, you got. Someone that we were able to, to talk to. I mean, he Road Torrance is a beast, man. I, yeah, he, and he's so he was so fun to talk to when we did talk to him. Shout Chris out Chris
2: Edmonds is <laughs> going to be a pretty good player for I, them
1: this year. I just think the secondary is going to be fantastic, and I'm yeah. really excited to see what they can do this season. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the offense, I think the strength is obviously skill position. Uh, not only the wide receivers, but the tight ends. That group is so deep. I really like the running back room. I yeah. like their ability to add Scadabo this offseason. I think what ASU does so well is that they bring in kids and then they're just 1,000-yard rushers. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. one of their strengths. It has been. And to continue to have a coach like Sean Aguano coach that yep. running back group is going to be uh, another plus for this team.
2: Yeah, Coach Iguano is probably the best assistant on this team. Um, and they're going to— they're going to run the ball well. That's what I'm going to say. Is their strength going to be running the ball skill position wise, as Jeremy said? Wide receivers, tight ends, I think are going to be pretty good. Question mark on the offensive line, question mark on the defensive line. But as far as the secondary goes, I think they're going to be really good at the secondary. And I am intrigued to see what happens on special teams if they have a good return game. What's the, you know, are they going to continue the streak of good punters at ASU um will the kicker be able to make 40 plus yard field goals like i i'm interested to see that kind of stuff because i think those are question marks versus like what i feel is going to be a strength what i feel is going to be a weakness of this team and it's funny cuz wolf talks about it all the time um during the week about how
3: football games are won in the trenches and yeah. we've talked about it all off season our questions about the front 5 and then the front 4 on the opposite side Can you win the matchups in there? And maybe we don't see it early on, but maybe as the season progresses, we start to see some growth and development, and they become this unlikely
1: main character of how the offense and then of the defense would run. You would hope that, you know, the offensive line is able to hold up a little bit. I, I hope that, you know, some, some seasons we, we go out and we're like, oh, I don't know if this group's going to do well, and then one of the players just decides to become one of the best players on the team. So exactly. I, you'll ne- you never know. These kids can develop um, and flip a switch, and you would hope that the offensive line is one of those groups where a couple of the guys flip a switch and, and become, you know, solid starter role players on this team. Now we get to the interesting part, and that's the schedule. Game-by-game game predictions. I yeah. love it. We're going to have fun. I can tell. I um, love game-by-game game predictions. I'm I'm going to go to the schedule right now, and we're going to read it week by week. It's going to be excited. This week at 7 o'clock, that's Thursday, against Southern Utah. As Mitch knocks off the... Uh, next to him over there eh, the mic okay. flag we knew that was going to happen
2: it was right I next haven't to done it open. though so we thought it was going to be me that did it with the kicking hey can out. i just and be
1: excited about switch. the opener come on <laughs> i'm going to switch to the middle camera so you can see that there's a helmet in, be- in between mitch and jesse beautiful helmet property jesse, of uh, jesse morrison jesse always forgets to bring it but we we got it this i time. did
2: i put in my car last <laughs> night
1: good job i'm <laughs> proud of you um if you want to go watch this, it is on our YouTube channel, uh, AZ Sports or Arizona Sports. Just search us on YouTube. You can find it over there um, if you are listening to the podcast right now. But week by week schedule, Southern Utah, 7 o'clock. Start on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Jesse, what do you think?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with ASU, and I'll, I'll give a score prediction for this game. Ooh. Uh, not for the rest of the games because we'll, we'll do that you know, as the season goes on um but because this is the the uh the game this week I'm going to go with a uh, score prediction here and you know they're playing Southern Utah FCS program week o- uh week uh, one opener on a Thursday night in Tempe it's going to be we tough... thought
1: there was going to be a Week 0 game between uh, them and, and Colorado. That was like a rumor for hours. Yeah, like I was excited two, for two hours. that.
2: There, week 0 was was not great.
1: Um, <laughs> that would have been the best game.
2: Yeah, yes, it would have been the best game. <laughs> would have been the best game. I did enjoy FIU and FIU uh, Louisiana Tech. That game was a real, like, sicko game, if you guys know what sicko means. Yeah, I mean, and like, we could have watched it. USC, except I just couldn't find what
3: channel it was on. Crazy how that works. Anyway.
2: <laughs> anyway, I think... Uh, southern utah is going to struggle in the heat of arizona so am i on the field yeah the we'll get over it bring so your towel <laughs> i think that i'm going to go with asu winning this one 45 to 10 because you know again fcs opponent coming down to the heat um it's going to be a rough one for the fcs school
1: there i don't let's, see let's this go faster here we will here's what we'll do we'll go game by game but we're going to go back to the Southern Utah game and, and I, talk about it. I, I had, like, three more words left in my sentence, okay. Jeremy, and then I, was, I would be done. We, we I, got, I'm done. We got I'm li- done. We got that's, limit- that's
2: all I have. I'm limited,
1: done. we got a limited amount of time. Here. Okay. Mitch game prediction now i'm southern uncomfortable
3: utah. so i'm just gonna make a, a, a symbol with my hands you guys can see this symbol a that w? i'm making with my hands yeah. He's making is, a, w. Yeah. a w that is a w That's
1: great for the audio audience do you have a score prediction
3: <laughs> um i think asu like you gets into the 40 point range um but i do think that southern utah is going to score a bit more than 10 points not a ton more but a bit more
1: i think asu wins this game going away and i think jaden rashada plays pretty well i what? Think. What's the
2: score, Jeremy?
1: I, I was going to get the score <laughs> prediction when we talked about the Southern Utah game. All right,
2: so let's move to the next week then. Okay, <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you say. I, I'm do- I have no more takes on the Southern Utah <laughs> game, just to let you know. I gave all my takes there because I thought we were going to go a little uh, longer at the beginning. And then, you know, this is why we should probably meet before the show sometimes.
1: But we will yada, 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 yada. Okay. Game by game. I'm writing it down. Okay, so we all got W's, right? Yes. That's all, okay. Oklahoma State. L. <laughs> That's all you got, L. Yep. <laughs> okay, Jesse has an L. Mitch, should I get cheeky and say W? I think it's going to be interesting. Here's, I think it's going to be a lot more interesting than we than people are giving it credit no. for.
3: Here's why: Oklahoma State was a top ten team two years ago, and then last year they very much settled into middle of the pack. What exactly about them has you convinced that they're going to be better than middle of the pack this time around? I don't know what it is. Is TCU going to have another pop off season like they did last year? Probably. They have a majority of what they needed to get to that point last year. I think the fact that it's at home, and maybe the team's motivated after the week and a half of preparation,
2: I think it'll be a very, very close W. I I know, again, I'm pro Kenny Dillingham here, but... The experience that Mike Gundy brings
1: in to this game, I feel he's like a man, he's he's way older than forty. He's fifty six now, 56 he's a man. now. Uh, <laughs> and I think that are we gonna forever know Mike Gundy's age just so that like because we can go backward in time and know what year that was? That yeah, 24. it was two thousand seven. crazy he knew how
2: bad Twitter was before how bad Twitter is now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm gonna say is that. You know, I just see the experienced coaching here leading to a victory for Oklahoma State. And again, we'll get more into this next week.
1: Um, Yeah, I think ASU loses this game, unfortunately. It's a lot closer than uh, I think it's a lot closer than people are going to give it credit for. Mm -hmm. But I think ASU, unfortunately, takes an L in week two, week three, Fresno State. I think this is possibly the biggest game of the season in terms of I think ASU. This is a game where both teams are kind of on similar footing in terms of where they are um what, what why are you looking at me like that you called
2: the fresno state game the biggest game of the season jeremy i think to this point we're only three weeks in is that what you were referring to or are you referring to like this isn't bigger than the territorial cup. no because i think it's going to be super close okay got it
1: yeah I do. obviously too. the territorial cup like i, I mean emotionally that's going to be the biggest game of the yes season. don't sleep like on this literally fresno state any team. other pac 12 game that they play all year no, but in term in terms of where each team is at I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Don't
3: sleep on this Fresno State team. Like Mountain West, you can knock it all you want, but they've been good one conference. of the better. They've been one of the better universities in that conference year in and year out. They've got a good program going.
1: Jesse. Yeah,
2: close one that ASU squeaks out.
1: I'll agree. I think they. I think they lose this week. I think uh, this will be unfortunately their second loss in a row. I think Fresno State's really good, and I, I think people are going to find out about that. Um, when they play in three weeks
3: now? I must be too optimistic. I got them 3-0 right now. Come on, boys. Step up. <laughs> um, I
2: two and one
1: <laughs> Then uh, I think we're in agreement on this one, though. Then the rumbling Trojans come into town. Are we? Um, wait, wait, last year I said ASU would beat the Trojans. It was closer was than people thought. Well, I don't know. I
3: got, I got some takes. I just don't like this one matchup-wise. And they've got the reigning Heisman, by the way. Did you see what he did? Against San Jose State this weekend. Do you see what Caleb that Williams did man?
2: against San Jose State? Not good. <sighs> okay, that team—it was week zero over, for the defense too. Over freaking rated. Let me tell you, that team ain't making the playoffs. Former Sun
3: Devil Eric Gentry. Um, I think this is the first loss, at least in my schedule, and it's just because USC's the higher pedigree team and they can
2: wear you out offensively. Jesse, this game is at home for Arizona State. So at Mountain America there'll, Stadium. There will be a lot of USC fans still. I don't care. It's going to be <laughs> at home. Frank Cushfield, it's probably going to be on a Saturday night. Probably. USC. It is on a Saturday night. Well, it says TBD. Yeah. We okay. just don't know the time yet. We mm-hmm. don't know the time yet, but it will probably be around 6 to 8 p.m. at some point, at somewhere in between that. And I think that USC's defense is atrocious. They looked terrible against San Jose State. So and I think that with ASU's pass defense, I think that their pass defense is going to be really, you know, make Caleb Williams not have his best game. I've got ASU upsetting USC in this one. You know, Kenny will have had the experience against Mike Gundy where, you know, now he kind of knows what he's going to be going against, going against an experienced head coach and Lincoln Riley, who I also think is overrated um so yeah i think asu upsets usc here wow students storm the field it's gonna be a good night in tempe for the sun devils on september 23rd against usc it's also again gonna be pretty hot for usc they're not used to that
1: (laughs) so um i think asu unfortunately loses this game i think it's going to be bad okay yeah I don't. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Okay. I like the optimism though, Jesse. I really yeah, do. I,
2: just, I'm
3: not buying USC. Okay. Okay. That's fine.
1: All right. <laughs> First road game after four games. Here we go. First road game. Uh, going to Cal. Possibly ACC for Cal. <laughs> going uh, to the Atlantic. Paci- what? The Mountain <laughs> West <Coast> Con- <laughs> Conference. American Athletic Conference, maybe. Um. So, Cal. Possibly similar um, preseason prediction, ratings as ASU. Um, maybe a little bit better. What are your thoughts on this game, Jesse? So
2: they're going to go up to Cal, first road game of the season. Um, they're going to be coming off this USC win. They're going to be a little, <laughs> little overconfident, and they're going to lose to Cal.
3: Mitch? That's, That's right. I forget. We have different timelines working here. So after the USC loss... <laughs> ASU heads into Berkeley, bounces back, downs the uh, alma mater of Paul Calvisi and Lorenzo Alexander, and they're back at 4-1. and one. <laughs>
1: um, I think they go into Cal and they do win this game as well. Um, I, I think Kenny Dillingham, you know, I have them losing three in a row at this point, and I don't think he's going to let them lose four in a row. No, 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 no. I don't think so. So... um yeah that that's the cal game then the biggest game of the season i'm gonna you, keep saying you, how many are the biggest games <laughs> deon sanders and Shadur sanders come rumbling into tempe don't forget about travis hunter and travis hunter on the outside
2: yeah i think that Colorado's actually gonna be pretty good i think people are like discounting them for some reason uh, just because they lost a lot of players. But, like, Coach Prime knows how to win, and I think they're going to come in and torch ASU. Torch? Torch ASU. Shadur Sanders, really good. Um, th- Travis Hunter, really good. It's going to be a tough one for ASU. I think they're, they're going to get torched in this game. I think it'll be tough. I don't think it's a torching, though. A lot of torch words in here.
3: But as far as, like, who's got the edge and where does the advantage come from... I don't know, man. Both of these programs had a lot of turnover roster wise, but Dion's bringing a lot of the dudes that he was able to convince to go to those HBCU schools with him to Colorado. I think that gives Colorado an edge because he's already familiar with some of these bodies, and as a result, it gives Colorado a win, but not a not an easy win. But it gives Colorado the win. I
1: think ASU wins this game, and I don't think it's particularly close. <laughs> hmm. I think a- this is AS one of ASU's like. You're like, oh. Statement r- win? Ridiculous, State. ridiculous okay. take. I think ASU wins this game going. R-
2: ridiculous take. More ridiculous than my, that ASU is going to be USA. Uh, USC. U- USC take. Okay. Well, you're going to hate my
3: ridiculous take coming up later in the schedule then, it sounds like. Okay.
1: Now they got to go up to Seattle. This is uh, after a bye week. Yep. And they got to oh, go that's play nice. Washington. Maybe still in the top 25. I know, Jesse, you're not a big fan of Pennix. Yeah, finish. he just he just hates lefties. I don't know what it is. No, you hate Tua? I I have no problem with left-handed <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> I love
2: Tua Tungovailoa. He's a great guy. Uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Don't don't come after me. Tua's the best. Uh, just just letting you know. Just just FYI. Got to you gotta watch out for Tua just, just FYI. Yes, exactly. There's there's a there's like basically this group of uh, blind faith uh, supporters of blind? Tua.
1: What are you <laughs> saying about me? <laughs>
2: Well anyway anyway, before you Tua doesn't make make any mistakes to this group on Twitter. So Tua's great. He's never made a mistake. Never made a mistake. He's a sweet baby boy. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah,
1: so this this Washington. What what, what happens?
2: Do they win or lose in Washington, Jeff? They're gonna go on the road. It's gonna be cold, and Penix is gonna rebound from his bad game last year he's not gonna be great because he's overrated but i you know he's gonna rebound from his bad performance in uh, sun devil stadium last year so i think that they win i'm not gonna say they win big but they'll win by a couple touchdowns maybe 35 21 I, I don't know why i'm giving a score prediction that far out but that's just kind of how i feel
3: yeah generally speaking the road schedule is going to be rough for asu granted they only have four but the cal is going to be the easiest one and the rest of the road trips don't look all that fun and that includes this one up in seattle and i think washington behind their home crowd and with coach DeBoer and Panix jr leading things again it's an easy setup for washington to win
1: i also think washington will win this one it's cold it's uh, going to be raining, probably, no, just knowing Washington about around that time of year. Was I got
3: yelled at so much about commenting about the weather when I was working with Jeff Van Rapport and Kevin Turner last year. Like, oh, it's cold, or oh, it's hot. And they're like, will you shut up about the weather already, <laughs>
1: Mitch? October 21st, yeah, I, I, this is not going to be fun for ASU, unfortunately. Uh Washington's going to be very good this year. Great scene, great stadium.
3: You can go boat gating or whatever it is up to? Yeah, it's really cool. Husky Stadium. It's a really
1: pretty stadium. I like boat gating. The the press box hangs from the top of the building. Uh, That's that's what I will say. They changed that. The
3: (laughs) the (laughs) rising bleachers where they go up in like a curved bowl shape and then just kind of the overhang over that. It's frightening.
1: I Um, hate heights. Anyway, continue. Then ASU comes back home. They play against Wazoo. I don't think Wazoo is going to be particularly good this year. Jesse, quick score prediction. Uh, Well, I'm not going to give you uh, a score uh, prediction, uh, uh, but homecoming,
2: ASU is going to be at home. Washington State It's not going to be able to handle the still slightly warm weather there in late October. So I think that ASU beats Washington State, you know, again, homecoming. It's going to be Halloween weekend, so a lot of kids are probably going to be out there at the stadium, you know, before they go to their Halloween parties. Um, So, yeah, I think ASU evens up the record at four and four. Uh, on homecoming against Washington State. Do so I go against the grain.
1: Oh, no.
3: Because I'm buying too much into uh, Cameron Ward and what he was able to do against sure. ASU last year and sure. another year in the same system. I Look, I think he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in this conference, Ward is. And I think him being with Washington State for this second consecutive year is going to be a bit of an advantage. And I think Washington State's going to surprise ASU. And I've got them now at back-to-back losses to both of the Washington schools.
1: I have ASU winning this game. I don't think Washington State's going to be particularly good this year. Um, I I mean, prove me wrong. I I might be wrong. But um, I I think ASU squeaks out a victory here and uh, is able to get to four wins on the season. Now a biggie. A tough one. (laughs) Got to go on the road. Got to go to Salt Lake. Got to play Utah. Utah's been a juggernaut in the Pac-12 the past four seasons, I want to say.
2: This is the real best team in the Pac-12, Utah. This
1: this is a big test for Kenny Dillingham and his staff.
2: ASU's going to get smoked on the road. That's one of the toughest environments, not only in the Pac-12, but in the entire country. Those fans go crazy up there. Cameron Rising great quarterback as far as like i caleb williams is a better pro prospect but as far as being like a college quarterback i might take rising in that one even though uh williams won the heisman (laughs) i might i might i think the heisman is kind of a meaningless award at this point um i just everything that's a hot take yeah well it's just the best quarterback in the country let's save that for another pod show yes um (laughs) but anyway i think that Utah, they're going to absolutely smoke ASU in this game. You know, it's going to be like (laughs) 45-3. I mean, look, the four best teams in the conference, in my
3: opinion, in no particular order, USC, Washington, Utah, and UCLA. Not Oregon? In no particular order, the four best teams, in my opinion, in the conference are SC, Washington, Utah, UCLA. Guess what? ASU's playing all of them. And all four of them are better and have better pedigree and have better rosters, coaching, etc., than ASU. And as much as I hate to do this, but this is now loss number three of what's soon to be a four-game losing streak for me in this particular schedule.
1: Um, yeah, this is the hardest part of the schedule. Utah, UCLA, Oregon, and then Territorial Cup. That's the yep. hardest part of the schedule. Yep. And uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six... Five out of the last six games, you play extremely tough opponents. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough end to the season. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they could squeak out a couple wins out of those six games. Jesse, um, I think Utah's going to destroy this team, unfortunately. yeah. yeah. Um, UCLA, they got to go to the Rose Bowl. Maybe no. the last time a Pac-12 team sees uh, the inside of a Rose Bowl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, what do you think about uh, playing against UCLA? I, I just
2: November eleventh. Just think it's going to be another loss. Like I just don't see it. I mean, I I know they lost DTR, but I I still think it's going to be another loss for ASU. Um, no, Charbonnet either. But yeah, UCLA seems to recover year they, after year. They'll recover. They got Chip Kelly. It's it's going to be. It's going to be a tough one for ASU on the road there. I know it's not really the best environment at UCLA because that stadium is so big and you just can't get like an off-campus crowd that's that big. But mm-hmm. there'll be like fifty thousand there, and it'll be—it's just going to They're be. They're all tough cheering one. for
3: UCLA. That's just how it works. I mean, I teased it in the last game. This is the—this would be in my calendar their fourth consecutive loss, putting yeah. them at uh, what is it, five and five? Mm-hmm. So putting them in the pressure zone for the. Uh, bowl game that they won't get to its end
1: are you five and five let's see one two three four yeah no you only have them at four wins right now
3: do i yes i could have sworn i had all three non-cons
1: colorado and cal oh you have them beating cal yeah so that's my fault then
2: i i don't have them beating cal okay i have them at
1: no wait i have them losing to colorado yeah. Okay, so I only have four. My yeah, bad. Yeah, I have four. We I have all, four as well. All of us have four because I also have them losing to UCLA. I don't think it's going to be as bad or, like, a, I think it's going to be close. I, I think ASU is going to keep it close. Yeah. They could squeak it out in the end. I don't, like, ASU seems to do well playing against the L.A. schools in L.A.
3: Generally speaking, I don't think they're going to lose any of these games by, like, a large margin. I think the, lar- the Utah game. I think the largest loss is going to be by two, three scores. But that's,
1: I don't think that's detrimental to the team right yeah we're running out of time here let's uh finish up oregon and arizona real quick oregon jesse do both uh okay so is gonna come in he's gonna light everything up you
2: know and they're gonna win with uh oregon the ducks are so i think that that's uh another loss for asu so i have them with three losses in a row there that that will take them out of their uh, "Quote unquote bowl eligible," you know they're not going to be able to go bowl, but they they'll lose their
1: hypothetical bowl game. They'll
2: lose their hypothetical bowl game chance there. And then with U of A, I think at home senior day, coming off of three losses, coming off the loss last year, I think that they're going to come in to this one and be super fired up, super prepared. They're going to win. They're going to be five and seven. That's what's going to happen at the end of the season. And I think that. Yeah, Kenny Dillingham's first year at ASU will be a five and seven season. It's going to end with a bang. Yeah,
3: Oregon coming into ASU. Ooh, not on that. Kenny. We know that not on Kenny that Dillingham's watch. Not on Kenny Dillingham's he watch, baby. These, he knows this offense. It's revenge season for Kenny Dillingham. Even oh. though there's nothing to revenge, Kenny Dillingham is going to take down his former Oregon Ducks at home. Take that, Aaron Maloney. The Ducks are losing in Tempe this year. And then to close out this season where we're sitting at five wins and six losses with one win to get the, uh, the hypothetical bowl, bowl game that no longer exists for them. They're going to take it to those silly kitties from down south, and they're going to finish 6-6. Six six. Okay.
1: There you go. And then I I think ASU unfortunately loses to Oregon, and then um, the week after I think they, they take it to U of A. And you know, possibly. Look, were we ever going to say no. that the other school was going to win no, no, this no. game? No, 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 no. Here's here's what I'll say about that, though. <laughs> well, last year I picked U of A. <laughs> well, that was after. No, yeah, we don't. You didn't. You didn't pick them at the beginning of the season. Did I? I don't remember. <laughs> no, you, you you picked them. You you flip flopped at the when end. when they were three and eight going yeah. to that game. Yeah. I un- unfortunately, I I mean, I think ASU will lose to Oregon, but I think they'll come and and kill. U of A here, and and possibly U of A, you know, having a chance to go to a bowl game that could be like that. Both teams have five wins at that point, you know, like or four wins for ASU, uh, beat U of A and keep them from going to a bowl game. That yeah. would be interesting. That'll be some motivation. Um, yeah. So that's that. Um, let's finish off with just some Southern Utah thoughts. What do you want to see from that game, Jesse? I just want to see Rashada play well. I want to see the defense play
2: really well. I I want to see the offensive line be able to protect Jaden Rashada. I want the defensive line and the linebackers to get some pressure on Southern Utah. And I, I want to see a blowout. If it's like a 21-10 to 10 game, I'm not going to be as happy as I would be if it was 35-7, 38-7, 45-10, something like that. Win this one convincingly. And show me that the weaknesses that I think this team has aren't exactly weak. Just show that despite this terrible news coming down
3: yesterday, that you are still motivated to want to go out there and perform to the best of your ability. That's all I can hope for. Because we'll know whether or not this team's motivated for the rest of the season based on how they do three days from now.
1: I just want to see Jaden Rashada go out there and get some confidence. I think that's the biggest thing here. Um, I, I think we're going to see a little bit of Trenton Borgay because it's going to get away from Southern Utah a little bit. But it's not because Jaden Rashada played bad. No, like, Jaden
2: not- Rashada's pass. Complete. Do you guys like my uh, stadium uh, announcer impression? So we there. have stadium announcer impression. We have surfer professor dude. Well, that that sounds like I feel like I did a good job of, of imitating the ASUPA announcer shot <laughs> Rashada's pass complete. Scadabo
3: on the carry.
1: Yes, yeah, pick A pickup of
3: two yards.
1: Yep. Um, anyway. <laughs> Love yeah. that gentleman, by the way, whoever you are. Uh, I'll <laughs> give my score prediction. I think ASU is going to win this thirty-five to fourteen. Okay, so you think less than forty? Yes. Okay, thirty-five to fourteen will be my score. prediction I'll be happy with that. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils.
3: We made it. We did it. We made it through a very... Um, do we get banned from the
1: postseason as well? No. Uh, by we, self-sanction? No, we could go to a postseason game. Do you guys want to uh, like pick a bowl? Well, what, you I, know what we should, we should do? We should pick a bowl game, like a weird bowl game. And just I, have oh. to
2: to, well, I have to go to... Well, Jeremy and I have to go to Wisconsin's bowl game again. Because I was, it'll be the third be year in a row that we will... Because we, we've gone to two straight Wisconsin bowl games. So we've got to go
1: again. I was
2: going to say...
3: and I, I can't,
1: didn't go to the one two years ago. I can't yes, remember if it's on the... It was against ASU. In Vegas. Oh yeah, that's right. we were there. What am I thinking? I'm so silly. Are you? We thinking? have a picture together. Yeah, I was we have there. A picture
0: together.
1: <laughs> I forgot that they played against ASU in that game. Uh, ASU forgot, wanted to forget that they played in that game as well. Anyway, Herm going out in his oh, in his last bowl game with a bang.
2: Uh, describe the bang. Um, what Getting I was run gonna... all over by
3: Wisconsin. I was going to say. And this will probably be the most expensive one, but go to the and I don't know if it's in the playoff this year, but go to the last Pac twelve attended Rose Bowl. Yeah. And whether or not we get into the stadium or just tailgate outside <laughs> the bowl. I'm not I driving don't know. six hours to tailgate or flying <laughs> forty-five we minutes.
1: Don't, to we don't we don't fly. What? No, no, no. That's you can gonna, drive that. That's gonna do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Make sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter at X, X Sports Devils. We will have all the coverage from Thursday night as they play against Southern Utah. That will be interesting to see. Also, follow AZ Sports where uh, there will be a lot of coverage on, on there for the game as well. I'm writing the story
2: for the game as well. Cool.
3: Read nice. Jesse's thoughts after. Yeah. Hear us do a quick post-game react after. Exactly. Jesse yeah. and Jeremy have got your pre-game preview that night as well. Like, yeah. There's a lot going on from us on Thursday night. Well, we'll see you Thursday. Thanks for watching. Yeah.